Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. Uh, I'm Stephen Powell, and I'm here with our pastor, Brent Bullard. He just made a scary face at me. Uh, and uh, we're thankful that you've tuned in today and making this a priority to, to listen, to uh, stay connected throughout the week, connecting the Sundays together. Uh, today, we've got a, a joy, a blessing of being able to be joined by Jacob Norris and Garrett Collinback. Guys, thank you so much. Hello, hello, Absolutely. of course. Thanks Glad for be here. being here. Yeah. Um, you guys, uh, this is kind of like Campus Outreach Part 2. Like the saga continues. Uh, last week we had Michael and Jamie Goodwin on, and uh, now we've got you guys. And so um, we're thankful for the ministry you guys are doing here in our town and on the SFA campus. Uh, how long, uh, Jacob, have, have you been here? Yeah, so I moved here in November of 2018, just after Thanksgiving. So I've been here almost two years. Okay. Yeah. And Garrett, you're here maybe a little bit longer than that, or... Yeah, a little bit longer. Uh, I mean, literally, as Michael and Jamie said last week, I've been here as long as you guys. So it's yeah. <laughs> about two and a half, three years, mm-hmm. yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, guys, one of the things we love to ask from our members uh, is to, this kind of is a little bit of an extension of the service. And one of the joys of gathering together, multi-generational body, is we're able to hear how people have come to faith in Christ. And so I'd ask each of you that question. And, and first, Jacob, can you tell us then, uh, when you came to Christ, how that took place, and then how did that kind of lead to you now serving in campus outreach as a campus missionary? Right, yeah. So um, I grew up in Jacksonville, Texas, just about an hour from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, my, my father was a pastor when I was young. So mm. um, he was the pastor of a small missionary Baptist church. And um, one night he preached a sermon that was super impactful, just good display, good explanation of the gospel. And so... I, um, I was, I was five years old. Um, and man, I was, I believe, um, it was then that I understood what Jesus had done. I understood that I was a sinner in need of a savior and that Christ was the only way. And so, um, I think I came to Christ, um, as a kid, as, um, a five-year-old. And, um, after that, um, really just didn't have much leadership or much guidance and, how to follow Jesus um, and how to live my life and and fight sin and glorify God. And Mm. so um, when I was 10 years old, my parents ended up divorcing um, and it was, it was pretty hard for a long time in my family and just kind of slipped into a lot of identity issues and and peer Mm. pressure um, in middle school and high school. And so um, after graduating high school, um, I decided to, go to Sam Houston State University um, and kind of get away from home. And in high school, I think I desired um, to go to college and find a community who was serious about their faith and who wanted to share the gospel. And so didn't really know what that would look like. And so I ended up um, at Sam Houston. Um, and man, second day after I moved into my dorm, I met a man named Heath Pergon who um, worked for Campus Outreach. Um, and so um, he really kind of took, took time out to, to read the word with me and to talk about spiritual things. And, mm. um, I think, I mean, ended up discipling me for, for four years while I was in college. And so mm. over that time, I think I, I gained a, a deeper understanding of man. Um, what did it mean that, that Christ, um, was a sacrifice for us and, um, really helped me walk through my identity that I'm now, um, 
a child of God and, mm-hmm. and that I'm adopted yeah. into the into God's family and um, man help me develop a heart for for sharing the gospel and, and to see that man those around me are lost and and, and don't um, they don't they don't follow Jesus they don't have um, a, a, fr- a close friend a, a close relationship that they can confide in um, and man they they're ultimately just lost and, and without without guidance so um, yeah. I think um, that's how I got involved in my senior mm-hmm. year, just kind of grew more of a heart for, for mission work and thought, man, campus outreach was a great opportunity. And looking around at the college campus, you know, um, I just saw that much like Matthew 9, um, when Jesus looks at the crowd, he's, he sees that they're harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And I think there's no better rep- representation of that than the college campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just saw a great need there and ended up wanting to give – uh, my life to to coming on on the campus and, and doing ministry there so it's tremendous amen amen and one thing that jacob didn't say is i remember whenever we were in college together and he was figuring out how to walk with jesus this dude was listening to like david platt sermons like about like missions and so i mean he said he has a heart for missions like he has had a consistent heart uh, for the lost and for people who know Jesus for, I mean, as long as I've known him <laughs> and that's, I think someone that's been really cool. Um, <clears throat> but a little bit about me, it's, uh, I mean, I had grown up in church. I grew up, Jacob grew up like an hour from here. I grew up on the opposite side of Texas from here. <laughs> I actually grew up in West Texas. Hmm. Um, and my family, we moved to San Antonio when I was in high school. They still live in that area. And, uh, I'd grown up in church. Uh, I'd grown up, uh, hearing about Jesus. I'd grown up hearing, um, that Jesus loved me, um, and died for my sins. Um, but I had never heard about, uh, I'd never heard about like the weight of my sin that made Jesus have to die for me in the first place. And so <clears throat> I'd kind of grown up just kind of accepting as like, all right, like Jesus loves me. He's for me. Uh, but I never understood like repentance or like the need of that or anything like that. And so, um, there's kind of some, some pretty tough things that happened growing up, uh, both in my family and at school and amongst my friends, uh, that really made me begin to question, uh, if this like love of God that I'd heard about my whole life was like really for me. Cause it kind of felt like God was a judge and he was just giving me like a, like a tough life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I really exchanged the God that I was hearing about growing up in church and stuff like that for something that I thought would satisfy me here. And so I'd really given my life to like approval and popularity and friends. And so and that led to really giving my life to, to like drugs and alcohol and things like that. Cause that's what my friends were doing. And so thinking that it would satisfy me. Uh, and so I ended up going like Jacob to Sam Houston state, uh, in 2013 and which is kind of tough to say in Nacogdoches, that's the rival of SFA, but I guess all relationships being redeemed, right? So we're here. Uh, but uh, And I met this guy named Justin, and I also met Heath, uh, who Jacob shared about. And they shared the gospel with me. And for the first time, uh, not only was I hearing about God's love for me in Christ dying for me, but I began to hear that um, by nature I was a child of wrath. Um, and that uh, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, like Romans 3. Um, but I remember the verse that really stuck stuck out to me was Jeremiah 2.13, um, that, uh, where God says that my people have committed two evils. They've forsaken me, the fountain of living water, um, and I've hewed out for themselves broken cisterns that can hold no water. And that began to like rock my world because I began to see that um, the reason why I didn't have a joyful life growing up or the reason why I felt like God was 
giving me um, a tough life is because actually I was ex- exchanging loving God supremely for loving approval and approval was my God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as I began to see that, that began to reflect all the more like the beauty of what Christ had done for me. Mm. And so it was late November, early December um, of my freshman year of college that I remember I'd called Justin and and we had talked and the guy had been sharing the gospel with me over a span of about four months, building a relationship with me where I was like, man, I would repented of my sin. I was like, I don't want that anymore. It's not satisfying me. Um, and I'd repented of it. I saw it as rebellion, saw it in its right place. Um, and I saw the beauty of what Christ has done and I wanted Jesus. So late November, early December, 2013 is whenever I became a believer. Uh, and after that, like Jacob, I was discipled over the next four years, um, actually by Heath. And, uh, man, I just remember the, the first, like the first time that my heart had really began to be stirred for the lost, uh, was actually a David Platt sermon at cross conference in like 2015 or 2014, something like that, uh, where he had shared the verse. I think it was Luke 17, 10, uh, where Jesus says, um, uh, and you also, when you have done all that you um, can do, uh, say we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. Um, and that began to like rock my world. Um, and so, um, I just, I was like, man, that's what I ultimately I want my life to be about is serving Christ, making him known. Um, and I, I want to go forth and I want to make disciples. Um, and so we, I'd begin to, I'd begin to see some men know Jesus and was sharing the gospel on a college campus. Uh, more importantly, it was sharing the gospel in the context of community and as a team around other believers and got to see people know Christ and got to lead a few other guys to Christ. And, um, was just kind of through that was really stirred for college ministry. And lo and behold, here we are now at SFA and holding it down and me and Jacob living together for the last few years and laboring alongside Michael and Jamie and Brian Haley here. That's awesome. That's tremendous. You know, uh, would you share with us, you are you living a unique life? You are living as campus missionaries. You're out yeah. of college. I mean, you're not, you're, you're out of college a couple of years now. Yeah. And you're serving still on the college campus. So not as a student, mm. uh, but as this older, old, almost older than a graduate student age person. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you are pursuing college students, trying to live in, living intentionally as a campus missionary. What is your mindset? How do you do this well? And the second question I would ask you both in this, uh, I'll start with you, Jacob, is how do you go about, how does the local church at Grace Bible, you know, as your ministry is rooted here, how have maybe how's, how have the people of grace kind of been able to encourage you or sustain you, um, uh, in this season? Yeah. So I'd say, um, just being older guys, um, coming back to a college campus after already graduating. Um, it is, it is a, a bit challenging at times, you know, um, we, we go into cafeterias, go into dorms, um, and we just kind of talk about like, why we're there, like what, what we want to see from the college campus, that, that we're there to, to share the gospel and, and um, just proclaim Christ um, there. And, man, it, it eventually gets down to, like, um, man, our, what, what's your major, right? They ask us what our major is, and we have to say, <laughs> well, we've already graduated, and we actually graduated from a rival school. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Why are you here? You have to say, why are you here? <laughs> There's a... There, there, Sometimes a little bit of tension there, but man, like we we just want to build relationships and and go in and man, like I think I think it's cool just to um, a lot of these kids like 
man, they don't, they've never really had a relationship with someone older than them that really cares and really wants to, to lead them and, mm. and, and guide them. So, man, the fact that we can just invest in, in college students is really cool. Um, I think that they are like, it's a strategic mission field in that, you know, they're figuring out what their life is going to be like and they're laying a foundation for the rest of their lives. And, and, and college is a great time for them to really dig into what they believe. Um, and so I just think it's just really cool to be able to influence that having been in their shoes before. Um, and as, as far as the church and, and, and how they've come along and, and, and helped us and, and labored alongside us. And then um, I think just as the Goodwin said last week, man, they've been super open to, to having um, us in, in their homes, um, not only with students, but just bringing us over just to spend time with their families and to, to have conversations and really check in on us um, and, and how we're doing and how things are going on campus. Um, they're super welcoming to us when we when we come to church and um, we try to be involved in any way we can. Um, we've really enjoyed being able to to serve um, at the church with worship or or just you know any, any anything that we can help out with. And so it's been really encouraging being being a part of the body here at Grace Bible in NAC. Um, and yeah, we're we're just super grateful to come along you guys and, and labor alongside you. I'll second everything that Jacob said, uh, what he said so good. And I think something um, that he said that I think is just awesome that we can bring is like, I remember as a freshman in college, one of the things that stood out so much about like Justin and Heath, like I shared, was that they just got to like know me, yeah. like in deeper ways, like ways that I'd never seen. I, I had so many shallow relationships spread out throughout my life um, and a few friends that knew me on deep levels. Um, but these guys got to know me in ways that were like profound, like, tell me about your parents. Like, tell me about, uh, like, what do you want, what do you want to do with your life? What are your dreams? What are your passions? Mm-hmm. Um, being from like my parents moved to San Antonio. I claim San Antonio is my hometown. And like these guys would talk to me about the Spurs and take a genuine interest about my favorite NBA team. Like, you know, it was just <laughs> stuff that like was so profound to what I'd known my whole life. And so as Jacob talked about, but to even expand, it's like, we just get to know and we get to show this kind of relational love that there's a high probability that, man, people coming into college as freshmen haven't known before. Mm. And that's so cool. It's really just a reflection of the greater love um, that Christ has given us. And, um, which is, I think just something that's really cool to be a part of. And, and yeah, and being older, I think just like, it leads to like those conversations of like, why are you here? You know, but from the first time we meet, students, it's like just acknowledging it's like, Hey, I am older, but I'm also a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so that just sets the, that that just sets the tone for like, by the way, we're probably going to have this conversation about Christ. So get ready. (laughs) So, which I think is just really cool. And, um, grace, uh, man, I mean, Jacob and the Goodwins last week talked about it, uh, has just come alongside us in just really awesome ways, opening their homes. And I even remember like, John and Abby Hayes, um, John, one of the pastors here, uh, like they opened their house for like a Halloween party last, last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Uh, and I think also older members as I mean, cause me and Jacob are, right. we're young believers. I mean, we're 20, yeah. 25, we're both 25 now, which is yeah. crazy. Jacob just turned 25. Uh, we're both meeting with older believers here. And so like, I've been meeting with Ben, um, really even before we started coming to grace, I've been meeting with Ben Dodson and, uh, he's just taken an active role, um, not only in my life personally, but spiritually, um, in helping me walk with Jesus. And 
uh, man, correct me in a lot of areas I need correcting. And, <laughs> um, and it's been really sweet, but also it's like, man, how can I pray for your ministry? How can I come alongside? And I think that's something that's been so sweet. Um, but, and even more so, I think grace, it's like, I think something that we've just seen is that not only have they gotten a, and this kind of expand on what I just said, but they've not only gotten taking time to get to know us in a, like our ministry, but taking time to get us know us, know us personally. And that's been really, really sweet. So we've yeah. loved it. That's excellent. You know, this week will be uh, John chapter 21, uh, finishing off the gospel of John. We'll have two weeks left. This week, we're looking at John 1 through 14 of chapter 21. And uh, in this text, we're going to note that Jesus feeds his sheep. And then we'll finish off John 21, noting the commission that Jesus gives for his sheep to be fed. And very much a part of Grace Bible's history, you know, as we approach the 80th anniversary coming up uh, here uh, next month, is Grace intentionally relocated to this campus in part to want to be a light to the campus, the administrators and, and folks. And so uh, to, to have Athletes in Action, Vince Walsh, and to have you all uh, with Campus Outreach and to, to be an encouragement to uh, Jerry McCune and, and Pam and, yeah, and Bridges yeah. International and uh, the Ishmael Project and and that's a neat fulfillment that 80 years ago, you know, or, and when Grace located to this campus, they didn't know your names, your, your ministry. As a matter of fact, I don't know that they even wow. existed at that point. Uh, and yet that being able to be a part of that legacy is, is I think one of the neatest parts of, uh, of the church family that began with its original members relocating here and is able to continue on through you all. So we are grateful for you. We're grateful for your ministry and, uh, and I know ministry can get tired and you can get, you, you can get kind of worn down and, and always yeah. lean on this church body to encourage you to love and good deeds. And sometimes that means, uh, you know, going home. Sometimes that means resting a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes that means, like you said, meeting together, getting encouraged and sharpened. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. that's a, that's a great thing. Well, Stephen, as we look to the service this Sunday, is that's there good. anything we need to be keeping in mind? Oh, probably a lot of things. I, I don't know. I, I, as you say, keeping things in mind, um, there's a lot to be there's a lot to be thinking about. We've we've just spent what forty weeks so far in in the book of John. This is our fortieth week. Yeah, yeah. So this yeah. will be this will be forty weeks. Um, and you know, we're kind of we're kind of coming to this point where um, where we're wrapping this up, and we can look back and just remember so much of the Lord's faithfulness over this time. Um, to see the fruit that we've been able to to see um, has been an incredible joy, um, and so as we you know kind of like last week you know John has written this book that we would believe in Christ, so we're going to be singing some songs that um, that center on on Him. And we're going to be singing Cornerstone, which is uh, just a, a song that that you know Christ has has built His church, and He is um, He is the cornerstone. He is um, the one and and the, the promised one who has um, brought salvation for his people, and so we're going to uh, to celebrate that and sing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I'm kind of riding off the the wave this week of getting to see baptism last week with uh, Haley Watts, and mm-hmm. I know that we've got a, f- a few more that we're talking with about that. And so that's that's exciting and a ser- and a sermon in and of itself that uh, we could see we could see that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, you asked, is there something to keep in mind? There's a lot on my mind about, about the service. Um, but it'll be an exciting time to worship. It'll be a blessing as always. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jacob, Garrett, thank you for being a part of our, of our family. Um, you guys are, are a joy and, uh, and a blessing to us. 
And so, church, we'll gather again on Sunday. Uh, we'll uh, proclaim uh, the goodness of our God, and we'll celebrate the gospel together as we sing, we pray, we sit under the authority of Scripture together, uh, and then we're sent out to go and uh, make disciples. And so, Amen. guys, thank you so much for, yeah. for joining us today. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having us, ma'am. And uh, we'll see you later. Thank you.